In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Today's gospel uh, offers us the opportunity to be observers at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry. And it opens with that uh, ominous uh, report that John the Baptist had been imprisoned. I think we often think of Jesus' life as being one of those lives where everything goes just right. It's all perfect. Hard to imagine that he had difficulties within his family, that he may have struggled with uh, a mother who may have been too dominant, or a father who may have been too absent, or a brother or a sister who may have been just difficult to be around, or a friend who ends up in prison. And Jesus lived that kind of life. He lived the kind of life that you and I live, a life that's not perfect, a life that has trouble. And Jesus decided that he needed to leave Judea and go to Galilee, the land of the Gentiles, a land that was understood to be a land of darkness, that he was to go there, and that was where he would make his home. One of the things that I find interesting about that is that uh, we often don't realize that Jesus left a lot behind. He left his religion behind, in a sense, because the people who lived in Nazareth worshipped in a slightly different way than those who were in Galilee or in Jerusalem. In Nazareth, they observed a solar calendar. In Galilee, they observed a lunar calendar. It was the religion of the Pharisees. And Jesus left what he knew and went to that strange place, a place that probably was not easy for him to find himself in. The psalm that we sang this morning, I think, is such an important psalm and probably was one of the psalms that Jesus carried in his heart. And especially the first verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom then shall I be afraid? Many in this congregation and those we love beyond it are going through difficult times, either because of health reasons or just personal things happening in their life. And one of the things that I think is so important for us as Christians to recognize is that bad things do come into our lives. And we need to name them. We need to recognize them and name them. There are things to be afraid of in this life. And as Christians, we should say that. But then we say, the Lord is my light. The Lord is my life. And in God will I have my trust. And God will be with me through it all. I think Jesus had that kind of faith as he left Nazareth and went to Galilee. Now, the other thing that's very strange about this, I think, is the fact that uh, Galilee would be one of the last places anyone would think that the Messiah would launch his ministry. Why not Jerusalem? That's where the power was. That's where the temple was, the center of the faith, the center of the world, as far as a Jew living there would think at that time. But no, Jesus decides to go to Galilee, that place of the Gentiles where darkness was, where it was thought that things were not normal. And why would they not be normal? Because, after all, that is where Syrians were, Asians, Phoenicians, 
all sorts of people because of the crossroads of the, of the trade routes that went through there. It was a place that was not normal. It was not right. It wasn't really Jewish. It was a mixture of faiths, and it was a mixture of, of ethnicities. But that's where Jesus wanted to go to begin his ministry. I think that it's important for us to see that because so often I think we, we paint with a broad brush and think of Jesus in this place that is always wonderful, always just perfect, always fits who he is, but nothing could be further from the truth. As one writer put it, it was there that Jesus turned rejection into acceptance, ugliness into beauty, isolation into fellowship, sickness into health, death into life. And so the first thing that we see is Jesus beginning his ministry in this strange place, a place that he probably didn't even want to go to. The second thing we see is Jesus calling disciples. And that too is a strange thing because usually disciples sought out their teacher, their rabbi. But in this case, the rabbi is calling people to come to him. A very different model of how one might gather a, a group of disciples around oneself. And so Jesus calls John, he calls Peter, Peter's brother, and they come to him. And we hear that they respond immediately. They come immediately. They want to be with him. We, too, are called. We are called like those first disciples. The call may not be as clear to us, or certainly not as clear as it appears in this gospel, but we too are called. And what we see in that calling is that Jesus is bringing light into that place of darkness, but not by himself. He's calling others to bring the light with him into that dark place. And we too are called to bring light into the darkness of the world around us every day, every moment of the day. We are called to be those points of light that are there in the midst of the darkness. I think that it's important for us to see that our life is not just one where we come and worship here once, one hour on a Sunday morning, but rather we are called to a broader ministry, a ministry that encompasses all of our life and that our life must be a light in the darkness. Last week, you heard uh, Nick so beautifully describe his coming to awareness of God and of God's love for him. And I'll tell you uh, a little bit about my own coming to God and God's light. I, as far as I can remember, have always been a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home. My grandmother was uh, uber Christian. She was <laughs> she was uh, a pietistic Methodist, if you know that, that particular brand. So everything that I knew was steeped in Scripture and in the love of God. And I'm sure for many of you, that is your experience as well. But there's a danger in that. The danger is that we think it's all settled. It's not unlike the danger of those who've had a dramatic experience of God, a coming to faith that some might call being born again. It's as though that one moment is all that really counts. And for those of us who grew up in the faith, who've been a part of church and a part of the Christian life 
all of our lives, we can begin to become complacent as well. And to think that those calls for repentance, because after all, that was Jesus' message. Repent. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We, too, are called to repent. That is a part of the Christian life. And it's a daily repentance. It's a daily call to examine our lives and to turn and to consider another possibility, to look for something new in life that God is calling us to. Someone has described repentance as an invitation to healing and renewal. It's God's invitation to us to let go of the old and to look to the new, to offer to God our weaknesses, our failings, to offer God those places in our lives that are most difficult for us to face. That is repentance and to look for newness in life. This morning we have the privilege of baptizing Niccolo and Fiona. And they, for us, I think, are a reminder that God is calling each of us every day to be reminded of our baptism, to be reminded of our call to God, to be reminded that we are God's children. We are to be light bearers along with Christ into the darkness in the world around us. Let us pray. In moments of darkness, we await the light. In moments of silence, we await the word. In moments of emptiness, we await your presence. In moments of leisure, we await your call. In days of work, we await your purpose. In days of trouble, we await your peace. In days of brokenness, we await your healing. In all our days, O Holy One, we await you. Amen.